0: Welcome to Pardon the Confusion, dear listener. I am your gentle host, Ernest Watts. And this week, I'm joined by Travis Greer, down on the coast of North Carolina, and Nate Moyer in the nutmeg state, keeping himself warm with memories of the World Series win by the Nationals. (laughs) And gentlemen, let's just jump into it. We've gotten to a crucial nexus in the college football season we now know the bowl games and now we know the final four so kind of rapid fire here i in the sense of true honesty will admit to you that i only got two of the selections when i picked back in august oklahoma and clemson so our i'll start with you nate first uh, are you happy with the final four do you think these are the four best teams
1: I do. Um, I mean, I'd love love to see Ohio State out of it, but they've clearly played themselves into it. They've played really well this season. Uh, um, I was a little excited last night with Wisconsin. I kind of was hoping um, Wisconsin would have pulled the upset. But I think even if Wisconsin did pull the upset, I think they still would have put Ohio State in. Um, They just had a good resume. But, um, you know, I'm interested to see how Clemson's going to do. I didn't feel like Clemson really played a tough game this year. So we'll see. They've they've shown they can beat good teams like alabama i mean they've shown that they could do it but this season they really haven't had a test so i wonder if it's going to be like you know going from single A ball to the major leagues for clemson um against ohio state or lsu so but i think overall they got them right i would have liked to see a pac 12 team in but they didn't help themselves so there's nothing you can do about it. I, I like him i don't know travis what do you think well who, who would have been your pac 12
2: team who would have made it nate if you you're by your choice. No, I just
1: I don't really have it. I mean, I personally I'd probably like to see Arizona State, but that wasn't going to happen. But I'm just saying in general uh, it would have been if we could have gotten a, a team in there because the Pac-12 just just can't do it. I mean, I think they got Washington a few years ago, but they just yeah. kind of beat each other up so much in the Pac-12 that it's so tough.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm glad to see um, Alabama not in it. Sort of like the Golden State Warriors and uh, who else over the past few years, Cleveland. It's good to see a change up in the Final Four. Um, Ohio State actually got to sit down a little, little bit. We had a slow weekend here at the Greer household and uh, got to watch the Wisconsin Ohio State game, and um, it was very competitive to, to get go. But then third third quarter started and it was just pretty much one sided after that. But yeah, uh, that was a that was a fun game to watch. I'm excited to see LSU and Ohio State probably in the final. I'm going to go ahead and give a prediction on my end. But I'm glad to see LSU claiming number one spot. I think they deserve it. Um, the quarterback has made a, a, a some good strides this season.
0: You know, it's it's the point that again we make these quick, honest selections. But I don't recall a Final Four with a better quartet of quarterbacks with Fields, mm-hmm. Burrow, Lawrence, and uh, the young man at Oklahoma. I think this is the best set of quarterbacks in the Final Four. I think offensively, these are the most these are the most potent teams that we've ever had. Don't you think so, Travis?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, it's a very good-looking uh, matchup. I don't think we'll see a blowout like we have been in the, the past several years uh, a couple times where it's just been a, a flop final matchup between the two two teams there. Now, Ernest, with your prediction earlier this year, I saw that Utah pretty much got um, blew out. But, it didn't show right? up. <laughs>
0: I think if they would have won, they would have got the nod over Oklahoma, the, the point of Oklahoma having two close games against Baylor. And, yeah. and their defense looking is shaky, but, you know, it's it's the length of the games. They just – and it's a shame because it seems like the Pac-12 is, is – we talk about a Power 5 conference, Nate. It, it seems like we really got a Power 4 conference when it comes to college football.
1: Well, I think the Pac-12 just needs to get their act together and say, okay, who's going to be the team this year? (laughs) And they just can't, (laughs) they can't do it. I mean, obviously they're not going to do something like that, but I'm just saying like, it'd be great if one team could beat the rest of the teams. You have one team that's built some way that could beat maybe every team in the big 12, but they play against, you know, a Washington state where they're not used to the air raid offense. Right. I mean, you look at, some of the conference you look at utah how utah plays you look at arizona state how they play you look how arizona plays i mean they they just played such almost you know they're so different that it throws each other off so you've got to beat all those guys and you just you're not built for that you don't have a week you have a week to you know get prepared for these guys and you're not so it's just it just seems like one of the systems needs to come out of the pack 12 to To make it. So one team is just going to dominate or, to, you know, have a team, you know, we've had like the U S season years past, that's been a dominant team, but we need somebody to just step up. Cause we kind of just, I feel like we just eat our young in the PAC 12. And then by the time it's, you know, time for the PAC 12 championship, it's like, this isn't really relevant guys because the winner of this is just going to the Rose bowl. They're not, they're not going to the playoffs. So it's the way it is.
0: And I don't see them getting better. You got Peterson leaving Washington you got USC deciding to keep a coach who, you know, just barely keeping. I mean, SC has historically been the big power. And let's face it, Southern California is a hotbed of talent, but they're going to other parts of the country. And it's almost like the back 12 kind of reminds me of, of the old Southwestern conference. I mean, you got to look North at,
1: Texas. I would, you need to look at um, the sleepers at Arizona State because Herm Edwards, he's got a very young team. But he's got a great quarterback right now. I think it's uh, Daniels. And the staff that he has is like all these NFL minds now. I mean, he had the uh, the fired coach from the Bengals as a, a coaching assistant, basically, or a special advisor out there because he's a good friend. He's just pulling in all these NFL guys. And he just recently acquired a coach that's really good on recruiting. So, I mean, you think about the fact that players that want to go to the NFL this Arizona State's going to start looking really attractive. You got all these NFL minds that knows what it takes to get there. He's got Hall of Fame players that are now coaches on his sidelines. Um, so talent wise, I think Arizona State can start, you know, turning the tide in their favor into the Pac-12. Now, what Herm Edwards can do with that, you know, when you've got all that young talent, you know, that's a little bit raw that needs, you know, some tweaking. If he can get them ready for the NFL and in addition help Arizona State become a really good team that would be exciting so that they're kind of my sleeper. Cause I don't really, you know, they, this year they had a great win. They beat Michigan state. Um, they had the upset win I think over Oregon, but then they also lost like Colorado. There was other games that they just, they should have won and they were closer than they should have been. So it's just hard, hard to figure them out. So they've got to work on their identity, but I, I say, look at them in the next two years, if not next year as a, as a good sleeper team.
0: But I, I look at it and Travis, you can address this. The conference as a whole is a full of retread coaches. You got Kelly down at UCLA. You've got the the mad scientist over at Washington state. I mean, they bring in these coaches, which who failed somewhere else. And I, I love Herm, but let's face it. Herm failed several at places in the pros and he's not a young man. There's no young, exciting coaches. Hey, Nick Saban, Nick Saban
1: failed in the NFL. Look at him. He's got some national championships. So yeah, you can't just but, say but that how they did who, in the NFL is
0: who's your sure how are going to do in college. Who, but who's your young talent coaching-wise in the Pac-12? There is nobody. Shaw is probably the youngest coach. And, and again, I, I just don't see them. I, I'm kind of wondering if we're not to a point, and, and, and Travis, you can jump in here, that we're not <laughs> to a power four. Hmm.
2: I I don't know Ernest I'm I'm going to back you up whatever you said you said I was going to back you up but I got I got you there I guess they pack all the the twelve wash up coaches in the the Pac twelve right as, as according to you guys
0: <laughs> well it just seems like again nothing exciting but let's let's we, we got the bowls all set and and Travis are you okay with Ohio State playing Clemson or would you do you th- do you think LSU deserves the number one seed or could it have been Ohio State or should it have been Clemson
2: uh, let me give you my opinion. Uh, LSU deserves it. Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup between uh, Oklahoma because they have Jalen Hurts, and you got to think he's he's got some experience in the national title a couple years back. Am I correct in that? Yeah. So I think that's not doing. Be to his he didn't do advantage. very
1: well in the national title game, but he got yeah. benched. But otherwise, yes.
2: But he's going to be on the big stage once again, and possibly with the uh, under the big lights with LSU. So. I think that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, but uh, I'm glad LSU got number one. They're they're probably one of my favorite college teams.
1: I think LSU was deserving of the number one. I think they showed in the conference championship game who was better. I think Ohio State struggled and I think that's why. Had they just start to finish dominated Wisconsin, I think they would have held the number one. Um, but I think with LSU, you know, beating up Georgia and Ohio State struggling with Wisconsin so much. obviously if they started the, you know they played well in the third quarter and, and took care of business but I think that sure. that stumbling first half is what really did them in but I think that's a tough draw for either team. I think you know I don't know how state I can tell you right now I know I want really badly want Clemson I want our state to get annihilated if that's possible. Um, obviously <laughs> my Michigan family will totally agree with that too. Um, I don't I just don't like Ohio State, but um I, I wouldn't mind seeing I, I I really would like to see Ed Orgeron win a national title. Um with I mean I
0: you, you I, want to come I, with a translator <laughs> when he wins it?
1: And really pepper the gumbo, right? He was, yeah, was just, you know, I, I like I, just, I like his, I like I like him as a coach. I'd like to see him win a national title. If he could do it with LSU, great. I'm not a big LSU fan or anything. Um, but I'd like to see it for him. And then also you've got Lincoln Riley, who's a very you know smart coach. He might be going to the pros next year. We'll see. Um, so I, I don't know. I think I think we're all kind of sick of Clemson. We were very sick yes. of Alabama, so that's taken care of. But now, oh, Clemson, kind of like the next one we're getting out of sick of. But I don't want Ohio State to beat them. So I want. I think I want Clemson. I think Clemson LSU would be my favorite. But Clemson versus Ohio or um, Clemson versus Oklahoma wouldn't be bad either. So as long as Clemson beats Ohio State, I'm good with anything
0: else. How much credit does Meyer get if Ohio State wins it all? Like well, everybody just say it's, it's that, it's that, is, that Ryan Day is just a caretaker because mm-hmm. these guys were all recruited by Urban Meyer.
1: Well, he did something at halftime in the uh, Big Ten championship game. So you got to get there because so you did something to get them riled up and turn it around. So you got to give him a little credit. Uh, but you you wonder, yeah, how much of the Urban Meyer playbook is he using right now? And. You know how much further can it last if it's really truly Urban Meyer's leftovers that he's just cooking?
0: Okay, rapid fire. We're going to talk some bowl games. I'm going to let you both pick real quick. Like who you got? Travis will start first with the Sugar Bowl. Baylor versus Georgia. Who you got? We'll go with the Georgia
1: Bulldogs, Nate. Baylor.
0: Hey, I like this disagreement. I will go with Georgia. I like their defense. Okay, Rose Bowl. Nate, Wisconsin, Oregon.
1: Uh, I'll say Oregon. I think Wisconsin used up the most most of their talent in the Ohio State game. I think Oregon's going to come out and um, Oregon's playing
0: well, so I think I'll, I'll say Oregon. Travis, Wisconsin, Oregon. Uh, Oregon. I, I
2: agree with Nate. They uh, watching last night's game. They they used all the fuel in the tank last night, and they looked blown out. Last third third and fourth quarter, so Oregon.
0: Go with the Patchers. Go with no, I, traditionally the Pac-12 teams do very well in the rows. The the uh, big ten teams usually get visit Disneyland for too long. Okay, Orange Bowl. Travis, this the game may finish up zero zero. Virginia versus Florida. Who you got?
2: That that don't even sound that interesting, but I'll go with my Florida Gators.
0: You're right, it won't be. <laughs> Nate, who you
1: got? Virginia Gators,
0: Florida
1: Gators. Next question,
0: yeah. Okay, it's it's this is probably going to be the worst game to watch of the major bowl games. Okay, cotton bowl, Nate, Penn State against the uh, team outside of the big five conferences. That's Memphis Tigers and the future Florida State quarterback, uh, future Florida State coach. Who you I got? Penn State, Memphis,
1: Penn State, because Memphis just lost their head coach. We'll see how the interim guy does, but. Uh Norvell. enough Norvell, went to Arizona State. Now he's gonna be the Florida State head coach.
0: Travis, who you got?
2: Just by namesake, hey, I believe Penn State's gonna win it over Memphis.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> now we got uh three more games we'll have personal interest with the Citrus Bowl, Michigan versus Alabama. Who you got, Travis?
2: Early pick. I'll I'll pull I'll pull for you guys Michigan.
0: Michigan. Well, I kind of know where Nate's Nate, who you got? Michigan, Alabama.
1: Now we talking points, spread. or are we just talking straight up who's going to win?
0: Straight up who's going to win.
1: Yeah, I, I hate to go against Michigan, but I'll say Alabama. But I'm telling you right now, if Michigan beats Alabama, I'll be so excited. But I got to just say it's Alabama.
0: It'd be a good end to the
1: season. It sure
0: uh, would be. It's going to be a lot of anger, I believe, that Alabama wants to take out on somebody. All right. The infamous Camping World Bowl game. Uh, Iowa State and Notre Dame. Nate, who you got? you know i or irish
1: <laughs> there, there's a reverse jinx that i'm doing here i'm going to say iowa state because notre dame is terrible in yeah. bowl games just gosh
0: iowa state's got a great coach and a pretty good defense uh travis who you got iowa state or notre dame
2: i'm going to try to give uh not gabe not gabe nate some more good vibes and 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 hopefully his wish comes true and we'll pick Iowa State and, and blue that Notre Dame wins a bowl game.
0: <laughs> and of course the bowl game that everybody has been waiting for, the world famous never be duplicated, never to be stated again, the military bowl, USC versus Temple. Who you got Travis? Tar Heels That, or Temple?
2: Just, that just sounds terrible. I don't know. Jeez. Um I'll go with the Tar Heels are Tar Heel State. Uh, I love the
0: Tar Heel Blue, babe. Nate, who you got? <laughs>
1: Temple, just to piss off Ernest.
0: Hey, we're <laughs> just happy to be in a bowl game. That's the difference. All these other teams outside of the Final Four have looked at the season as a disappointment. Hey, do they have so, uh, a toilet
2: bowl cleaner game? We're, we're
0: that's the worst bowl. You, when you do, get a toilet yeah, bowl and yeah. the loser gets the trophy. Yeah. It's the uh, Build-A-Bear Independence Bowl
1: is the worst. Build-A-Bear is
0: seriously the sponsor. Build-A-Bear. Yes. I yeah. lie not. Uh, let's turn to the NFL since we have certainly ruined college football with all that. And again, <laughs> uh, interesting week 14. And I think the the best game of the week is no doubt was the uh, Orleans Saints losing to the 49ers. And now that the the Saints now have lost the number 1 seed. Travis, did you get an opportunity to watch any of that game?
2: I didn't. I did not. I don't have all the the great access that you do of 10 different TV screens in your man cave, but it, I was about to ask you guys, how was that game? Was it a, a wonderful game to watch? It, it seemed had, like it.
0: It had a lot of a lot of dramatic changes in the fact that New Orleans had a Early lead, 49ers fought. I mean, it 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 was it was the highest scoring uh, first half so far this year. Two teams that are built many, on defense.
2: How many touchdowns did Brees throw? I mean, that's a lot. Uh,
0: Breeze had five
2: you. five
1: touchdowns. I can tell you right wow. now. I, I had fantasy football and Drew Brees was on my bench and he scored 50 points because I had Drew Brees or Patrick Mahomes. So you're not going to bench Patrick Mahomes, but I looked at my rostered i think patrick only got like 24 and i look down and i see drew Brees through 50 50 points so uh as much i love drew Brees, he's probably one of my actually he's probably my favorite quarterback um i want to save all time uh, i got a chance to meet him but i, I love breeze um but just glad he had a great game just bummer i had him on my bench today
0: would you both agree that the saints more than any other team maybe second to new england are more dependent on home field advantage to playoffs.
1: I think it depends on the refs.
0: Oh. <laughs> After two years? Yes. I, well, it I just seems like they're built for an indoor stadium. The fascinating thing will be, and, and both of you can take this and run, is the way the NFC is structured is the Dallas Cowboys, most likely, or the Philadelphia Eagles, if they win the NFC East, are going to be home against either the, the Seahawks or the 49ers in the first round of the playoffs. So a team with a 500 record is going to host a team that has at least 12 or 11 wins. And and there's been a lot of talk about reseeding. The NFL shut that down today. How do you all feel about reseeding the playoffs and going strictly on record? Travis, I'll go to you first.
2: Uh, man, this is crazy went my mind. you know, When I was a younger man, Working at my dad's house and or our home, it was very good to reseed the lawn over and over again. Heavy seating, right? Reseed it, get a nice thick lawn. I guess that would work good. What is the purpose behind that? You know, reseeding it. And uh, I, I what think that it's, like
0: Well, it's, it's the point <laughs> that a team like uh, either Seattle or 49ers, if they have a better record than a divisional team like they will this you. year, like the NFC, they would host the home game. It would take it away it, the it, automatic home game for division.
2: Gotcha, and make it a little bit more competitive. I, I'm for anything that would make it a little more competitive and exciting, especially being the NFL. Sometimes,
0: Nate. How <laughs> you, I mean, we've had this happen maybe twice I, in a decade. <clears throat> so I like
1: lo- I like to make fun of the Cowboys, but I think um, I, I like the way it is. I like that if you win your division, get to host because. We've seen how many injuries can occur in the NFL, and some teams might just be injury-plagued for the first half of the season and have a bad record, but they're finding a way to get it done and get right there so they have a 500 record and they get to host. Now, if they lay an egg, whatever, they won their division. That's what winning a division's all about, right? You got to get through your division, weak or not, you deserve a shot. And because you win your division, you should have priority over a team that did not win their division, regardless of how good that division is.
0: I tend. That's I mean, if, if you're going to reseed, I don't. Why would you have divisions? I mean, that. that I mean, uh, and I'm a Panther fan. That one year we got into the playoffs with an eight and eight record, and actually were was one of only two teams all time under uh, 500 or under that won a playoff game. So yeah, you got to. I stick with it. I mean, I know there are a lot of people that because it's the Cowboys most likely, or could possibly be the Eagles. Uh, I mean, we've got three weeks left of the season. They're going to host a team with a much better record. But I think because of what the 49ers and to an extent what the Seahawks are, I mean, I don't think that's going to be that much of a handicap.
1: Well, I mean, we've seen upsets all year. So, I mean, what's what's the point? I mean, that's what if there's an upset?
0: What
1: if they knock out a team that everybody thinks is going to be in the, in the Super Bowl, right? Not that they're the better team. They're just the better team that day. That's what the NFL is all about.
0: And again, I mean, to the extent that neither the, the Eagles or the Cowboys have been a team with a winning record so far this season. So that, this might be mute mutant that extent. That brings us to our second game of interest that we had this week. And that, of course, is the Chiefs defeating the Patriots and ending the uh, Patriots home game winning streak at 21 games and knocking the Patriots outside. Now, they're two games behind the Ravens for home field advantage in the playoffs. And every year, Travis, we talk about the demise of Tom Brady. At age 42, have we seen the last days of Tom Brady?
2: No, this is just a uh, cover-up. This is just, yeah, we we never never uh, let your guard down. This is not a sign of anything to come with Tom Brady, I don't believe, uh, especially this season. So.
1: He's he's got a good he's got a good defense, but the thing is is he does not have his receivers. He does not have a slew of receivers like he's got Edelman, who's everybody's just gonna double team. You've got Dorset outside of that. I mean, I don't know if Harry's gonna start doing well. He had a, a touchdown basically tonight, but the it was not called a touchdown, but it should have been called a touchdown and overturned, but they were out of challenges at the time. Um, but I think he, he just doesn't have the receivers. He's got the defense. If you put you know, you put the receivers that were there in week two. I mean, I know had Antonio Brown was a head case, but you put Antonio Brown there, you put Josh Gordon there with him. I mean, now you're talking, you know, they're they're maybe undefeated at this point with those guys on the roster, but you're seeing he doesn't have the wide receivers. He's getting sacked a little bit more because his receivers can't break and get open quickly enough that he can get the ball out to him. So I, it's not a, I don't think it's on Brady. This one, I think it's more of on his wide receivers that's why I think so I think next year, if he's going to have the same wide receivers, he might not be there. If he can get some upgrades and wide receivers next year, I think he'll still be there. He's sacrifices salary wise to make sure the Patriots are competitive. So I think if the Patriots and Brady work together in the off season, I think I think he has another good year. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just I don't think I think it's it's unfair to call it on, you know, say it's his demise and things like that. I mean, yeah, he's getting older, but he just doesn't have the weapons.
0: I mean, Sanu just, has been a little bit of a disappointment. Yes, yes. He, he was, he was, but he has never been a number one receiver. He's always been a, well, a good. He can't be the number
1: one. Edelman's Adel- the, the number one,
0: but yeah, but he was supposed to be that complimentary and that yeah. deep threat. They really do not have it. Even Harry is more of a possession receiver yeah. than a, a deep threat. And Dorset is just too frail an extent. And let's face it, uh, how much different would it be if Gronk was lining up? Probably. Definitely
1: different. I mean, definitely, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, they, they, people have to double team him. That just creates matchup problems on the defense. So, you know, I think if you had Gronk there, you'd actually see Sanu probably do a lot better. Uh, Dorsett would do better because it would take pressure off those guys outside. Of, you mean, you think about it, you put Edelman, you put Edelman and you put um, Gronk on the field. Those are guys that potentially can get double covered. And now you've got set, you've got Sanu, you've got, you know, Josh Gordon, you got Brian, I mean, any one of those guys, can go nuts so and, and then if they imagine, don't them, somebody yeah. else will go nuts
2: yeah. I mean, imagine, I would they have had Antonio Brown in that mix you know if Gronk was still there do you think they would have still had him come I mean could you imagine that
0: I think they really stepped out of their norm when they reached out for Brown and to yeah. the extent that they gave him very very little room to, to I mean either he was going to his conduct had to be in a certain way, and if it strayed from that, he was gone, and they stuck to that.
1: Hmm.
0: And I don't think we'll see Antonio Brown in the NFL again.
1: And I think oh. even if he comes back to the NFL, once he's on a team again, he gets investigated by the NFL, if that's correct, and
0: yeah, yeah.
1: they can't do it until he's officially on a team, and when he gets on a team. So even if they, the Patriots tomorrow said, Let's put Antonio Brown back on the team. Well, then the NFL starts the investigation, and you might have him a week and then lose him. So, and I'm yeah. sure what he's done in that locker room is not helping uh, uh, anyway.
0: Yeah, I don't think we'll see him line up. I don't even think a team will take a chance, particularly now at this point in the season. Your Super Bowl picks, right now, gentlemen, have they changed, Nate? I forgot who I
1: picked. I've picked in. Well, I'm giving you a chance teams.
0: to pick again, and we're later in the season, fourteen I'm weeks. Still, we
1: should... I'm still going to say that the Saints. And to the answer um, into play? I don't know. Ravens.
0: Travis.
2: I'm, I was going to go with Ravens as well. And I'm kind of with you, Ernest. What you said a couple weeks on the podcast. Ravens and Packers. That would be a nice matchup. Ugh.
0: Yeah. I, Packers. Yeah. Yeah. It would be the Packers. I think they're quietly there. And they're going to be the two or three seed in that respect. Uh,
2: they uh, number two right now. If the, if, if it yeah. ended today, they're still number they're number two right now. So they Rapid
0: are a,
1: they're a big number two. There you go. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Rapid fire. <laughs> Nate. Yeah. Next year, the coach of the Dallas Cowboys will be.
1: Nah, Jason Garrett. Um, I've heard Urban Meyer. That'd be kind of funny. I like to see Urban Meyer in the pros. I don't really like him as an Ohio State coach, but I, I'd like to see if he could do that well in the uh in the pros travis what do you think
2: uh my knowledge isn't there i'm going to defer to Ernest, my my uh phone a friend Ernest, answer for me but
0: <laughs> i think it's going to be jason garrett i really do oh, i don't yeah. know if he has pictures of jerry jones like wearing some outlandish outfit or something or i i, I mean if he was going to be gone he'd be gone already i mean it's just uh, I, I think it'll be Garrett again. It's, it's fascinating and and that you know there was uh Vegas made the odds on who the next Carolina Panther coach would be. And from descending order, uh the number one pick, of course, was was Jim Harbaugh, who's not gonna leave Michigan. Number two was Urban Meyer, who's they're not he's not gonna get him. Number three was Jason Garrett. Why in the, If Jason Garrett leaves Dallas, he'll never, ever get another offer from anybody. And the third was the current Falcons coach. It's almost like they just Googled coaches who would be looking for a job into 2020. I mean, I, I guarantee it'll, it'll be those. Uh, I just don't. I mean, and, you know, we always hear the stories of Belichick and Saban uh, retreads that that were able to be successful. Uh, but and then of course Pete Carroll. But uh, the the swing now is for the younger types of coaches. So it's it, it'd be interesting. But uh, do either one of you think the Cowboys will win a playoff game? No. Do either know. one of you think um, if you had to pick a team at the AFC right now that we have not discussed could make it to the Super Bowl, that team would be Chiefs. Travis.
2: Mm. The Texans,
0: Texans, mm. you got to watch out for them. The American Bulls.
1: They okay. lose to Denver. They lost to Denver today, though.
0: They lost to Denver. They did. I saw Drew that. Lock, Drew Lock threw three touchdown passes. Uh Travis, a team in the NFC that can make it the Super Bowl that we haven't mentioned this week.
2: Mm. I am not sure, man. That's a, that's a good one.
1: Uh all right. okay. What team did you Seahawks, say? Seahawks. We I say, I was, Seahawks. I would say Seahawks, yeah. I was yeah. going to say with Wilson. You know
0: they're currently losing to the Rams. That's not a bad pick in that respect. Uh, real quick, keep it all kind of on your toes here. Uh, just a few minutes ago, they uh, named Ted Simmons and Marvin Miller to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Marvin Miller, mm-hmm. of course, changed baseball in many respects. as well-deserving uh, for... Paul's sake, I think Sweet Lou Whitaker could have gotten there because his uh, double play mate, Alan Trammell's in the Hall of Fame. But real quick, like, we'll I'll start with Nate, who in any sport whatsoever is not in the Hall of Fame. You think deserves to be there?
1: Uh, Pete Rose, baseball Hall of Fame.
0: Agreed. Well, not Barry. Not not the Bonds. Not the mm, McGuire.
1: I mean, those guys not took it Vince. Pete Rose bet on baseball, which I don't think affected him. It made him hit better, made him feel better. Um, I think it was just stupid that he bet on baseball. But I think, I, you take away the betting, he's in there. You know, you take away the the enhancements from Barry Bonds, he's maybe not the player that he is. Probably, He'd I mean, probably, maybe probably not. He probably been. isn't. But I met Barry Bonds. I, I you know I, I like the guy, but I, I can see the point of, you know, the McGuire, the, the him, Roger, I mean, the, all the guys,
0: A-Rod,
1: don't forget rod. Aroid. Yes. Yeah. A-Roy,
0: 600 A-Roy. home runs. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, it's hard because you figure with all that endure you know, all those supplements they supposedly took, right. It's still not easy to hit a fastball. I mean, it's, you still got to hit the ball. So even though you can take all those things to hit it a mile after you do hit it, you still got to make contact. So, you know, you got to give them some credit for that. But again, with the enhancements, it's just it's hard to give them the nod. Travis, what about you,
2: uh, Ernest? I was going to ask you instead of looking like a fool. Uh, uh, give me he, give me a couple of choices. With
0: NFL. well, the one that really jumps out in my mind is because I I consider him probably the best player in professional football all time. Is Lawrence Taylor is not in the college. Football Hall of Fame surprisingly enough and you've got OJ Simpson is in the College Hall of Fame. I know Mm -hmm. LT the question has always been about his behavior because well, you know, he tried to snort the goal line and uh, (laughs) but LT was just he just changed the the sport so much and was definitively he he changed what we, I mean he was such a force defensively that Mm -hmm. And he was the same at Carolina. I mean, he was the number one draft pick. So that's that's my pick. And in Nate's got some pretty good ones there. Pete Rose and some of the yeah. guys that got tied in. Uh yeah. traditionally here in the South, Dale Murphy, who was with the Braves, is another choice of people have always talked Phillies selected. too, right? He's
1: in the yeah, Phillies, right? The
0: Phillies. Yeah. people have always talked to him about he was he's the only two time MVP that is not in the Football Hall of Fame. And oh, uh but, uh I mean uh, I mean baseball hall of fame baseball is, is, hall of fame, right? Yeah,
1: yeah well there's a reason why he's not in the NFL Hall of Fame if he didn't Well, yeah.
0: well ah. hey, he was a good talent, I respect. his his son was a wide receiver uh, for yeah. let me see, wasn't it Arizona? I think he did. About the same time the Griffith's son was playing for Arizona.
2: But uh, McGuire, he's he's not in the Hall of Fame, right? No, that he's that not. Correct? Anybody I'd like tainted, to see him in the Hall of Fame. Because uh yeah. he he and Sosa and back in that era, back in the early two thousands, that that that's when I really most enjoyed uh, watching baseball, just slugging the home runs, and I just that remember race. those two that guys. Yes,
0: yeah. you know the, the race,
2: there, yes, that was memorable. There,
0: there mm-hmm. is uh, a Hall of Fame individual who was tainted, and and Conseco talked about him using steroids, and that was uh, Pujol Rodriguez. Uh, he particularly took steroids. It's not been documented. It's kind of, you know, like Sosa and to an extent Bonds was using the cream, but it's such a nebulous area. It really truly is. And I think a lot of this has to go, and both of you can jump in this. I think baseball is so ashamed that this went on and they, they kind of by negligence kind of condoned it. And that's why the, this, this stain is on it. Because in, in the 60s, baseball players took amphetamines. They called them greenies right. all the time. Because you when you played, at that time, you played 162 games and three-fourths of them were daytime. You didn't have as many night games as we do now.
2: It, looking at the baseball schedule, even some of the minor league teams, just looking at their schedule... And I was like, good gosh. They'd, they'd have to take something to keep up. I mean, just four or five games a, a week. But, Ernest, I have a task for you. Uh, oh, yes. I was, looking up, I was looking at Mr. Google here. If you wanted to nominate somebody for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, any fan can do that. You can nominate a uh, player, coach, or anybody connected. Uh, you can do that. Did you know
0: that? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think of I had to a little think that. But back in baseball, let's go to another... This has kind of slipped under the radar, is Major League Baseball does not have a contract with Minor League Baseball, and they have a plan to get rid of all low-A teams. There is a total of 75 minor league teams that would not exist after 2020. Oh, bummer. One of them is the Hartford
1: Goats, Yard Goats. They're a double-A, though.
0: Yeah, they're taking some double-A teams, too. What they're trying to do is consolidate the teams and make them more geographically based. So I can't see the yard, a- goes, a- the yard goats. The
1: yard goats, they do so many creative things and their ballparks do. They, I, I think geographically is the only reason why they'd get rid of them. But I think based on their attendance, they sell out a lot of games, Oh yeah. but you're right. They're the Colorado Rockies affiliate. I mean, if you're sending somebody from double a to Colorado, they that ain't, that ain't a quick trip. So,
0: well, they won't, be eliminating these teams as much as they will put them in something called the Dream League, in which will only be undrafted players. What they're trying to do is make the independent leagues go out of business, and they're very successful, particularly in the in the Midwestern part of the country, but they're trying to consolidate. I mean, the Potomac team, uh, the uh, single-A team for the Nationals is being moved from Potomac Mills over to Fredericksburg, and where you have leagues that overlap. But it's, it's it's to me, minor league baseball is part of the small town America, because not everyone has the resources now to go to see a Braves or Yankees or Red Sox game. And, and the availability, uh, we just got a, a new minor league team here. Travis and I had an opportunity to go watch the Fayetteville Woodpeckers. And again, the, the entire stadium was built for younger fans with the play leagues. And again, this seems like a bit of Major League Baseball overreach. I mean, they'll spend billions of dollars. The Yankees have offered a contract to Garrett Cole of five years, $435 million. That's half a billion dollars for five years for a baseball pitcher.
1: That's yeah. the Yankees. They do that.
0: Yeah, but it just seems like an overreach to take away minor league teams in publicly built stadiums. Travis, how do you feel about this?
2: Well, do you just do you, hearing you speak, Ernest? That makes me think. Do you think Major League is getting desperate to maybe bulk up the the quality of play and persons they put on the field at the big leagues to Help boost ratings and and excitement on that on that level instead of the the lower end is is, is that a business kind of move that you're thinking about? That's just something think, that
0: popped in my head. I, I think this is a money issue. I think right. also minor league hats and t shirts and uniforms and and Nate you can address that because I know the Yard Goats their hats and shirts and t shirts are very popular. That's revenue really that Major League Baseball is seeing. Why don't we have part of this?
1: Well, I mean, the Yard Goats for, I mean, I don't know how many teams do this. I've had I've seen them. The Yard Goats do these things where one weekend they'll be the steamed cheeseburgers because the cheeseburger was invented in Connecticut, right? But they and their their hat looks like a cheeseburger, their jerseys are all different, like you'd never know you're at a Yard Goats game outside of this the ballpark. <laughs> then they have another one where they do like the chinos or something. So they do those little fun themes which you can only do in minor league baseball you probably couldn't do that in major league baseball i mean you've seen the nationals be the expos for one game or one series uh but that was still a major league team so they get pretty creative and then i think you've got to look at if you've got like i don't know 10 ballparks in the new york greater area near you know manhattan like that's not needed but you look in like a state of connecticut right where they've got two minor league baseball teams, that's it. I mean, you're, and there's no major league baseball teams. So it makes sense there revenue wise, because that's the only ballparks people can do. I mean, unless they're driving down to New York or going to Boston, but you know, you want to take your kid to a game, driving two or three hours to a game is not really ideal, especially when they're yeah. younger. Are
0: we so there I, yet? There you if, yet? <laughs>
1: you're, if you're in a state where you're just oversaturated, that's different, but I, I don't,
0: Yeah. So I, we're, just, I think it
1: just depends on the geographics.
0: How I mean, here in North Carolina, we have the second most minor league baseball teams. We're only second to California.
2: And Ernest can name them all. And he probably has a hat to each one, right, Ernest? Oh, yeah. I have a hat
0: for each one and some that don't probably exist. Probably multiple anymore. hats. But I think I think this is overreach baseball wants to get into because the revenue produced by uh, uh, the broadcast of minor league baseball, I mean, the, the big teams, the players are supplied by the major league team. And the management, the managers are also supplied also. But a lot of the revenue, the T-shirts, the 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 uh, special nights and celebrations, the T-shirts, the hats, all those things, that goes to the minor league team. Right now, uh, the opening cost for even a single-A Major League Baseball team is in the range of $25 million if you wanted to purchase one. And roughly 30 years ago, you could get one for roughly $5,000. It's wow. become big business, minor league baseball, and it's it's not anything duplicated in any other sport. You don't see, I mean, you have the G League in the NBA, but he, can either one of you name more than three G League teams?
1: Northern Arizona Suns.
0: That's one.
1: Yep. That's it. That's one. Okay. I can't even name three. There's
0: one. Let's wait for Travis to jump in with the Greensboro Swarm. That's the Hornets. Oh, thank you, Ernest. Yeah, throw that one to I you, like the Swarm. To- Uh, minor league hockey I mean we know exists but it doesn't have the pull that minor league baseball does and how many numerous attempts have we tried at minor league football I mean it's just this is a constant failure I'm looking at you XFL 2020 I mean this
2: the costumes they have. I'm going to call them costumes, not uniforms. Well, it's,
0: it's, I was disappointed. They were yes, I was disappointed. But I'm just saying, minor league baseball is something that actually predates major league baseball <clears throat> because the first teams were essentially minor league teams. They were company teams or town teams in that respect. So it's it's, it's again, it's the business trying to purchase in, get into the business that much. Okay. Let's wrap it up real quick, like gentlemen, real quick, like it is two weeks before Christmas and Travis, I am already sick of what?
2: I'm already sick of what? I mean, I mm. Christmas two weeks before Christmas
0: and I'm already I know. sick of what are you sick of already? That's
2: a good one. I'm not sick of anything. I really, before we got on our podcast tonight, I, re- I enjoyed a great Um, mini Christmas concert by my kids. Uh, They were singing some of the concert songs they're going to be singing, and um, in front of their uh, peers and the audience here in a couple couple days. I really enjoyed that. I'm not sick of anything really right now. Um, (sighs) Nothing's coming to my mind. I'm sick of Ernest. All right, we'll give you time
0: to think. Nate, two weeks for Christmas, and I'm already sick of Joe Buck. I was going to say the Peloton commercial.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that, funny. That's like, oh, I geez, mean, I'm
0: just, uh, that woman just has that. Uh, what's What was the movie about the women that were robots that they've remade several times? The Something Wives. What was I, I can't remember? Stepford Wives. Stepford right Wives. <laughs> yes. You I haven't
1: seen it. I'm Stepford. guessing that was it. Yes.
0: Right. It's the Stepford Wives. It was actually set in Connecticut. So I thought maybe you would know. Oh, that. maybe I'll
1: have to watch it. Okay.
0: All right. So, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm tired of the Peloton commercial. I'm tired of all these, but, uh, I'm tired of those commercials. I'm tired of the ones that people purchase cars secretly for people and get those giant bows on that are just you know, seriously, yes.
1: with Seriously, with those car commercials, like, seriously, like, oh, I'm going to buy my, you know, partner a vehicle like it's like what the number two expense after buying a house. Like you don't think you'd want their input on it? You're just gonna like I'm gonna get a
0: Lexus. Yeah, I'm gonna get a Lexus.
1: Purchase that's gonna put you guys in debt. Like seriously, you don't want the other one's input. Like oh, I'm gonna put a bow on it, and that's gonna make it all better. I it's...
0: yeah, and, and the insurance is... will change it all. They won't notice that giant car with a bow on it. Yes, yeah, I think it's just to make us poor schlubs just feel like. I yes. got her a robe. That's it for Christmas. And they got them a yes. car. In that respect,
2: all right. I tell you what, yeah. I'm tired of. I figured it out. I'm tired of Black Friday. Like it, it means nothing anymore. Uh, you know, there's pre Black Friday sales. They do post You can't even tell what is Black Friday anymore. I've never been the one to get out and do it, but it's just I get tired of hearing it, and it means nothing anymore, and it's just a gimmick to get people to. Uh, think they're getting a deal and uh that's what I'm tired of. i tired
1: like, I like the Black Friday I mean um honestly I like I'll go up in the morning and Black Friday morning most stuff's online and I'll get that and there's always a few things I might go out and I go to Target like an hour after they've opened it's you know yeah. it last you know it just seems like it's just kind of died down a little but there's still a lot of people out but, you know, unless you're going after the TVs or something like that, I've never had the interest in getting the the premier item. But it, it seemed to have slowed down a little bit, at least at Target, at least in Connecticut, the Connecticut one. This one's usually pretty easy. I think a lot of people just said, if I can get everything online, right. you know, go for it. I, I do like that some of the stores that are open on Thanksgiving, I think it's kind of fun to go shopping on Thanksgiving night, um, kind of work out that turkey. But I do like that they're closing at, like, midnight and then opening up again at, like, 5 or 6 in the morning as opposed to they used to – be like open at five o'clock and just open until the next day at their normal close time. Um, I kind of felt bad for the workers on something like that. But I, I do like the the Black Friday a little bit. But it, it's kind of losing your lust. You're right. There's too much pre-pre Black Friday, you know, Brown yeah. Thursday, whatever they want to call it. Um,
0: <laughs> well, it's time to bring an end to this train wreck. So we'll start off and give Travis final say. Travis, closing words.
2: Uh, closing words. I'm enjoying the Christmas season since we're talking about Christmas. I'm having a blast. My kids are getting of age where they're super excited about Christmas. And um, uh, I've got a book here in my little uh, office here, and it's about dads. And it's talking about, uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but it talks about uh, dads being Santa Claus. I forget the exact saying, but I enjoy being
1: Spoiler alert.
2: Yeah. Hey. Excuse me, I was going to um, wait for the movie. Hey, but I, I just—it's fun being a dad. um I'm really enjoying that that part. Um, my kids. Um, one quote I heard I want I like to share with our viewing audience. I really enjoyed hearing it uh, the past couple of times. Uh, excuse me, a couple of weeks ago is change happens at the speed of trust, and that means that uh, that means meant a lot to me when I heard that a couple of weeks ago, and. You can apply that to many things in life, uh, work, personally, relationships, all those things. Change happens at the speed of trust. I like that.
0: Nate, closing my- uh,
1: word. First off, Travis, just it's not a viewing audience because nobody's going to want to see us. Um, so it's just a listening audience, right, Ernest? Nobody yes, wants. To, yes, nobody's yes. going to want to see us, right? Um, no, otherwise, I like what you said, Travis. Actually, I will kind of echo it too. Is Um, as much as a grief I like to give for living in Connecticut, it actually is kind of fun to be in our town, um, at Christmas time. I mean, we did tonight, we had a tree lighting. We had, um, I helped put some, uh, kids party on today, a kid's holiday party. Um, yesterday we had this thing, Bell run, which is a 5k around our little town. Um, just things to kind of get you into the spirit. People dress up like, you know, Santa Claus, Santa hats, whatever, anything Christmas related. They wear it in the, in the run. Um, you know, next weekend we've got uh, a bonfire that's apparently this big tradition out here in um, Connecticut. So just really cool to be in a smaller town, um, for Christmas. It's different than Christmas in the desert. It's they're both beautiful, but there's there's just something about it with kids that it's just, it's been really kind of neat now come January, I'll be miserable again and curse the state. But for now it's, it's getting exciting for the, uh, Christmas time in Connecticut, a new England Christmas, we'll call it. How's that?
0: Well, I hate to end things on a sad note, but we do have a melancholy uh, goodbye that we have Come to give.
2: Screws. Come on, Scrooge. Come on, Scrooge. Yeah, let's, let's
0: say goodbye to Carol Spinney. Carol Spinney died today. And if that name doesn't sound familiar, he is the puppeteer and voice behind Big Bird. Oscar? Yes. Uh, so uh, a man who's been a part of all of our lives, our kids' lives and my grandchildren's lives for many, many years on Sesame Street. Uh, let's salute the fine work that he did over those years. Uh, we thank you, gentle listener, for joining us. So for Nate and for Travis, I will tell you, enjoy the Christmas season because right now they're putting Valentine candy out at all the retail stores. So enjoy Christmas, take a little bit of time, and we'll join you next week here on Pardon the Confusion.